and welcome to the Empire Dynasty League podcast. Back again, a little bit delayed this week, but we're rest assured we're back on the airwaves and your host here, Ben, greeted by none other than Christopher Keane. How are you? I am well, Ben, and yes, a Tuesday night pod for the people. I tell you what, there was a little birdie that told me that Hod did have a massive Monday night, so I'm hoping he's on the line now. Are you there, Hod? Oh, no, no, boys! Oh, I'm back. <laughs> he's back. I am here in a big way, but I will say I am about as organised for this episode as Tim was for the last one. So. We'll see how we go, see if I've still got it. But it won't be much to top that performance that Papa put in. That's for sure. Shots fired already. Yeah, that that will be uh, interesting. But I tell you what, Ben, here I was thinking, A, that I didn't know if the great man was going to turn up tonight. But um, I always find it a privilege to do a pod with, with one BP, obviously Benny Parker. But ladies and gentlemen, we have a second BP here tonight. A big warm welcome to Banjo Patterson himself. <laughs> oh, Banjo! Old any, Banjo Hottie. Any context behind that? No uh, context. No, nah, move on. <laughs> you tell me, Banjo. Don't know if I can. Oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> let's straighten up so to speak, shall we? That took long. Um, so we are going to get straight into it because, guys, we while well, we could talk for hours about Pod, Banjos, his escapades, uh, it's time to welcome our first guest. Uh, we probably should tell you which division we're doing. We've we've covered the Bo Callahan division. We've covered the Vontae Mack division, which does leave us now with the Sunny Weaver junior division to cover today uh so we'll welcome our first team member carry on my wayward son there'll be peace when you are done lay your weary head to rest don't you cry no more oh yeah our wayward son of the EDL, we are speaking of none other than the GM of the Jim City Stallions. Welcome to the podcast, Jim. How are you? Hello. Good. How are you? Excellent. It's Tuesday night and we're talking with the Jim City Stallions owner. By the, uh, by the looks of it, Jim looks awfully happy with that introduction. Can you talk us through the uh, what, what you're showing us here, Jim? It looks like you're on a boat and it's quite... Wherever you are, well, what are you doing? I think I think you're alluding to my photo, uh, and I'm in Port Douglas enjoying the sun. But that's not that's further from the truth. I'm currently <laughs> sitting in the car while the kids are fighting inside, and the, the missus is dealing with them. So oh. suck on that. Holes apart. <laughs> I tell you what, he didn't always show it on the footy field, but some elite hands there from Jim early on in the uh, the evening. <laughs> I definitely did not. <laughs> Father of the year. Now let's uh, let's get stuck into your little setup here at the uh, the Gym City Stallions. Now you've made a few trades prior to the draft, so we're going to just roll through them. We've actually made five, in fact. So you've been pretty busy in the off season, Jimmer. Um, Jeez, I thought I made two. No, you've gone with five. <laughs> so that's Doing where a bit we're of at. sleep, mate. <laughs> <Jeepers>. <laughs> 
have to call you Camo. Um, let's firstly the contentious one, Robert Tonyan for a 2023 first. Now, do you want to quickly, from your point of view, we had Matt on last week. He told us what he thought about it. What do you think about that one? Um, well, obviously liked it because I took the trade, um, but I just felt like I had a, a quite uh, an aging tight end list, and I think I had. Rudolph and Cook get delisted yep. um, pretty much that week. So I sort of jumped at it. But I, I like it. I, look, I like it. Uh, I'm pretty happy with it. I don't know what's happening with the Rogers situation, but I think um, if Love was to come in, they generally rookies will use their tight ends a lot anyway. So I think I'm still pretty safe or pretty solid with that pick. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Keeney, but what he was really asking with that question was give us – the dialogue of how the Mm. trade happened because we've heard from one man in this league and I would love to know your take on it. It, Matt was pretty much spot on, to be honest. Bullshit. No, he was. There wasn't (laughs) much else to it. I, uh, I went through and I I entered uh, Tonyan into my, my uh, dynasty trade calculator and it came up with, um, well, it was, it was pretty, pretty well stacked and um yeah i i took it so that was that was pretty much it to be honest there wasn't much to it well slow down we're slow gonna... down jim i'm, I'm trying oh, to keep wait. up with this story <laughs> <laughs> we will move on from the tonyan trade in one sec i've just got one last thing to ask and that is yeah. is there was there any at any time a concern when the the Green Bay Packer Homer himself approached you about selling off one of his beloved Green Bay Packers. No, uh, probably now that you mention it, yes, but but no. <laughs> Jim, I'll jump in. I'll jump in here for you. Coming from the guy yeah. who traded Jameis Winston away as a Saints fan. Yeah, fair. Well, no, just throwing enough shade. Of you blokes. Enough of you blokes talking about Homer picks. Not only has Matt gone away from a cheesehead, but he's also gone away from the dual position threat that he once was for mm. Matt's side, which we all know how that turned out. Um, are you, you going to use him in that way, Jim? <laughs> nah, nah. He's a tight end premium for me, and he'll he'll stay tight end premium. Smart. Love a tight end. Clever. That is the I type love, of smart. I do love a tight end. That is the type of smarts, ladies and gentlemen, we need on this podcast. Um, Let's run through the other four a bit more briefly than that. Um, So you've traded in Carson Wentz. uh, Got a bit younger at the QB position. So Carson Wentz in for Kirk Cousins and a 2022 second. So what do you think about that, Hod? I did say we're going to race through these, but I'm eager to hear your thoughts as the horseshoe on the podcast. Uh, What are your thoughts on Carson Wentz's potential year this year? Potentials uh, probably the key word there. I mean, he, he could he could be anything. I think culture for him is very important, which Frank Reich obviously provides for him. Um, it'll just be for me whether they unleash him. Uh, I think they are going to go more of let's get wins rather than stats for him, and I think he'll be more of a game manager, which will be great for me. I don't know how that will. Um, transfer over to fantasy but well, I'm, i mean I, I i like the position that he's in and he is obviously a former who should have been the mvp that season yeah and it mightn't be for jim's purposes without speaking on his behalf it might be a 
uh, sideways movement to get younger anyway. Like he mightn't be too dissimilar to what Kirk Cousin was going to provide anyway. So um, we'll move on. So you've also traded in Marvin Jones for the 212, which ended up being Amari Rogers. So if we look at that, Marvin Jones, the proven commodity in a, what should be a pretty decent passing attack in Jacksonville for Amari Rogers. I don't mind that one for you, Jimmer. And then yep. also traded in Lynn Bowden Jr. and a 2022 third rounder off Matt for Darrell Henderson. But the big trade that went down with your roster, Jimmer, was the decision to trade away Derek Henry, the big man, to Ben for Jalen Hurts and Jalen Rager, a couple of Eagles. Do you want to talk us through that quickly? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, Ben approached me with a trade for Josh Jacobs, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't willing to part with, with Jacobs, but Henry is getting older. I know he statistically has gotten better season by season, but there's got to be a point where he'll drop off. And I, um, I figured that it was a, it was a good bet to, uh, to move him now while he's still got some currency um, and bring in a young quarterback that, to be honest, I thought was, uh, I, I didn't think was going to be Philly's starter. And um, sort of once he was announced that, yes, it was, it was official that he was probably going to be there, our starter, um, I, I, I jumped at it, to be honest. I, um, I found this, before we move on to kind of how your rookie draft panned out, mate, um, yep. I, I found this trade from, from feedback I got to be quite polarizing. I had a few people that um, liked both. So I really liked this trade for both teams. I thought it was, it made so much sense for both teams. As you mentioned, Jim, you're kind of selling off an older guy, but a guy that will help Ben's team that is right in the window now. And you've kind of addressed a couple of positions that you needed to whilst getting a bit younger. For me, it was a great trade for both parties. When have you you ever not thought that about a trade, Keeney? Let's be honest. But Jim, talk to me about emotion (laughs) in this one. You've got in two Jalens from your Eagles for an absolute superstar here. Was there any emotion at play? Talk us through it. Towards towards the Philly players or towards Derek Henry? I was sad to see Henry go. <laughs> um, but no emotion the other way. I, um, I'm trying to treat fantasy separate from my, my love of the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, so you're going to say love um, life. Oh, boy. Oh. Um, you're throwing me <laughs> off there, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man in a, alone in a car at night. Just be careful. Righto, <laughs> oh, <on>, Banjo. <laughs> ah. um, yeah, no, there was no... I'm trying to separate the emotion from, um, yeah, from my my supporting side and obviously my dynasty team. So um, I looked at the trade and oh, I didn't want to just give, get, give Henry for um, Hertz. And I, I believe I asked for Rager and... It took Ben. A, ben slept on it, and hey. he sleep on it. I did the. Yeah, uh, I did the Matty Mac. It. That's true. He did. Ben yeah, was sleeping. That's on. true. The the discussion started with me. Even I was just seeing Jim's interest in Hertz. Obviously, he had that need for QB. Had the one hundred and four. Uh, so that was where the discussion started, and that's the back and forth. Obviously, Jacobs, Henry, you throughout Rager. But yeah, that's where it went. But Jim, just quickly. Um, is there any truth to the rumours that if you're to have another kid, you're going to name them Jalen Eagles Hanson? <laughs> <laughs> it's Jalen Rager Hertz Hanson. Okay. Thank you. The hyphenated <laughs> middle name. Love it. 
but there's no so, emotion. Trust me. <laughs> so yeah, oh great segue. So just just to answer my question, uh, you went a long way about it, Jim. But so in one off season, you've traded in two Jalen's from the Eagles, and you've traded in a past beloved Carson Eagle Wentz. in Carson Wentz. So <laughs> yeah. no emotion, I, none. I don't think there's emotion nah. at play here at all. But um, definitely not. Let's nah. uh, let's move not on to the rookie draft. And um, let's go through your abundance of picks here. There's quite a Plethora. few. Mm. Plethora, even. Great word. Um, the 104, <laughs> Justin Fields, quarterback. Um, the 205, Amon Ra St. Brown. I'd Sun love God. to get your th- thoughts on that one. Um, 305, Nico Collins. What, hang on. What, what are you doing there? I said he's the sun god, please. Refer to him as the sun god. Okay. (laughs) Next next time, let's plan that before we're live on air. And then we go 307, Tylen Wallace, wide receiver. 308. (laughs) Banjo. Chubba Hubbard. Running back. (laughs) And then 310, you've you've completed the third round Houston Texans stack. The two starters from the Texans, Nico Collins at wide receiver, and then Davis Mills with the tenth pick in the third round, quarterback for the Texans, and two picks in the last round. Kylan Hill running back for Green Bay, and Trey Nixon receiver for the Pats. So, any first comments on them before we get into the questions? Ooh, There's a lot of picks. Mm. Is that the most? Surely that's the most. I reckon it would. I, think would I reckon so. Yep. Keep well talking while I check. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you what I might what I might just quickly say is you've got a fairly um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, for memory, your starting list is fairly um, established, but yep. then you've gone gone come away from the draft with the most picks. So it's kind of a an interesting balance there. There's a lot of youth coming in with a, an established list. Um, yeah. I um I think I said it in last year when we did the um the startup draft um oh no yeah it might have been the startup draft uh, I can't remember what it was but you interviewed me or you did that at the pub either one um, <laughs> we often do that <laughs> we we take the we don't have conversations anymore we just interview people no nah, you interview me at the pub but um I did say that um I picked up a lot of 2021 or 22 picks for insurance. Um, And that was sort of my strategy going in um, over the the course of the the first two seasons. So, you know, I picked up established players in our startup draft and then um, I made sure I had that insurance with, um, with a lot of picks, obviously in this rookie draft. So I think I've uh, executed my, my plan well, because I, I used all my picks, I believe. Nice. I like, uh, we had Papper on last week who, when he buys a TV, just doesn't even bother with the extended warranties. Jim goes ahead and buys, gets the extra 20 year extended warranty just in case. (laughs) I I do love a bit of insurance. (laughs) But just give us your thoughts on the lead up to the draft. I mean, obviously a fair bit there, a lot of picks that you've accumulated, a lot of trades, in the lead up to the draft, just your, your strategy in the lead up, your overall thinking, uh, what was your approach going in? Um, so my first round, my, uh, strategy was to, to go quarterback. Um, and that was regardless of whether 
Um, you know, I picked up a quarterback through trade or anything like that. So um, I don't know why, Hod, when you did your mock draft, you uh, you had me picking at wide receiver. I told everyone the week before that I was, I was definitely going quarterback and nothing was changing my mind. Um, so I did that. Um, and then as, as the draft fell, I, um, I sort of wanted to address some of the aging positions on my list. So um, that was wide receiver, um, you know, with uh, the sun God himself and a couple others there. Um, and yeah, essentially I just wanted to um, ensure that I had, um, and I'll go back to insurance, but um, with all these aging players, I'll uh, have, you know, young insurance to, uh, to back them up if uh, something goes wrong during the season. So, yeah. Very good, mate. Um, might have to call you the Booper City Stallions, but um, that's, that's okay. Now, um, you did say that you're sitting there at 104 and the whole plan um, going into it was to take the QB. Now, I understand that you dry, or traded in a QB and that wasn't going to change your mind, but... There was some rumours flying around with the loss of the big man, the big bruiser, Derek Henry, that there could be a chance you replace that big fella with another one, maybe the guy from Pittsburgh in Najee Harris. Did that ever cross your mind? Uh, no. I um, I didn't ra- personally didn't rate Najee Harris. Um, like, I rate him, but I didn't rate the situation he was going into. I, I think Pittsburgh have big O-line. Um yeah, he might start straight away, but whether he was, you know, going to struggle or not, I wasn't sure. If he if he was to slide to that two oh four, I think it was two oh five, um, then I certainly would have I would have jumped at that. But he think, did, uh, obviously didn't. So. I think Steph would have taken Trevor Lawrence there too if he slid to the two oh five. Well, exactly right. Massive hypothetical, Jesus. but let's just say if he was, then clearly I would have taken him. Hey, but I tell you what. Yeah. Jim, I like that you were prepared that if he was there at the 205, you would have taken him because Matt traded up to the 105 and didn't know who was there um, and was confused when he got there. So at least you would have had an idea of who you would have taken. Now, speaking of Matthew and his trade up to the 105, he briefly touched on the fact that he had contact with you at the 104. Was there anything serious happening there? Um, oh, no, but I, I had an idea that so, as I said, I was going to take a quarterback in my first round regardless, um, but that didn't have to be fields after after getting hurt. So I thought that Matt was on the lookout for a quarterback from what he was telling everybody. Um, so I approached him and asked if he wanted to make a trade up, um, but I did ask for a very high um, asking price um, for that 104. And... Um, I, I, to be honest, I don't think he thought too much about it, but um, the offer was there. And I didn't realize he had something obviously going on with Manny. So um, after I took the pick and he he the, and and Manny and him traded, I was you know it was it was fine. So well, I'll um let me just backtrack there, Jim. I think you brought up a very underrated point that hasn't been touched on in the past um, episodes that. I think we entrench that Pittsburgh always have a good O-line. Their O-line was very average, and that is um, an actual concern. I think Najee Harris is an extremely talented back, and some have compared him to Derek Henry that can catch. Um, 
but that O-line is definitely a concern. So it's, I think it's important that you touched on that um, in your consideration with your pick. And I will just go back again. You, uh, <laughs> you asked the question why I got my pick wrong in the mock draft. Uh, it's plain and simple. We did used to have a segment called Hod's Crystal Balls and you told me the answer and I still couldn't get it right. So there's no surprise <laughs> there that I didn't um, execute that pick correctly in the mock. But let's get back to you now. The uh, your favorite pick out of how many? Eight. You got a few to choose from, mate. Eight of these rookies. Which one are you head over heels for, Jim? In your car alone at night. (laughs) Um, I really like the Sun God. I was going to use him as my sleeper, but I I love him. Um, I think the situation he's going into, he's going to be, he'll be starting. um, I mean, I don't think Goff's that bad a quarterback. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I really rate him and I, I may have reached, uh, cause I wasn't sure whether I'd get him in the third or whether he'd go in the second, but I really liked him. I think it was the name that got me. Um, and I jumped on it. So he's my favorite to be honest. Fields is obviously close. <laughs> I mean, I you, say you, you're um, not only getting the most picks, you're getting the best names in as well. There's some good exactly. ones. What the gym well, could city reach arounds. <laughs> Well, the fact well, that he's referred to him as the sun god five times, it <laughs> uh, would have been a worry if he wasn't your favorite pick. All right. You alluded to it, Jim. You said your favorite pick. What was your sleeper pick out of all of those? Um, I can't even remember his name now, but he's my sleeper. Um, the quarterback I picked up for Houston. Davis Mills. Mills. Davis Mills. Millsy. Millsy. Yeah. With the situation obviously happening at Houston, and the fact that I picked him a, a pick before Papa, who is in need of a quarterback, makes him my sleeper. As the great as the great Tim McMahon said last week, I can't even remember him. That's how sleepy he is. <laughs> <laughs> I assure you I'm wearing more than just socks, though. In my car. <laughs> That's a relief for your neighbours. That's for sure. Yeah, I've got a top on. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, thank you for uh, for coming on a Tuesday night. Oh, I shouldn't probably rephrase that. Thanks for being on the pod on a Tuesday night, as you Pretty see. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Before you leave, mate, we've given everyone the opportunity. Anything that you want to throw out, any shade that you want to throw on anyone. I mean, you just did a little bit for Papa there, but anyone else in the league, any uh, division members that you want to throw some shade on while you've got your chance because they're going to be on in a second anyway. Uh, no, nah, no shade, but don't sleep on the stallions this year. I, uh, if you look at my, my points for last year from the time I lost, uh, or I didn't make finals, um, I think I would have come pretty close. I, I, I don't have the stats on me. I didn't bring them, but I, um, I know I scored they're not good. in the car. <laughs> nah, nah. And if they were, I couldn't see them. So, <laughs> but no, I, I scored really well, and um, I think that the division at the moment um, is mine for the taking. So, oh, I like the confidence. I like as well so the story. I, I heard that uh, your you went to your AGM for the Gym City Stallions. You took it to the board and said that you know, is there any qualms with what I'm doing with managing my team? And they all unanimously came back with uh, nay, and that's how the meeting ended. <laughs> Hey, hey. <laughs> that sounds very accurate. It might be the first. But yeah, hashtag me. 
crickets. Don't sleep them. on the stallions. <laughs> Love it. Oh, can we ask anything else to Jim? Can we draw this out for any longer? Because I do not want to interview the next person on this episode. <laughs> so, Jim, just give us something, a little bit more material. Uh, it'll. How many wins? How many wins are the Stallions having this year? 40. 40. <laughs> Ben's just lost his beer everywhere. <laughs> And, and Jim, there's, I've got one other question. I, I like to ask this to every person that comes on the pod. How many times did you lose to the DFF last year? Zero. And even Trevor Lawrence wouldn't save his season this year. So Zero I, uh, point zero. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, oh, I'm actually looking forward to the dribble that he's about to, uh, to spew. So uh, I'm looking forward to this podcast. Well, enjoy it because we're not. Yeah, well, we, better, we better get on with it, I suppose, because we'll probably be here till midnight at this rate. But cheers, mate, for coming on. It's uh, It's been a pleasure, and uh, we'll hopefully have you back soon. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jim. See ya. Bye. Someone who is talking to themselves, we could only be referring to none other than the infamous DFF Steph Ioannidis. How are you, buddy? I'm good, mate. You're 22 minutes behind schedule. Make that 23. Well, my fingers are far from swiping. 23 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Hod's actually on schedule this week. My index finger, Hod. Jeepers. Hey, Ben, that's not actually the DFF theme song, is it? What's going on there? No, you're right. I mean, this was a requested one from the DFF himself. He he thought he'd put that uh-huh. one in there. We thought it was going to have to be... Uh... But actually, the more I think about it, that's not as applicable. It probably should have just been... This is the DFF theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Good old DFF <laughs> They know how to play the game. I couldn't hear. I can't hear a thing, so I don't even know what you just played. Oh, that's ben. good. It's good to know that you just laugh at silence. Then, jeepers! <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we? Um, let's kick this off, old DFF, my old mate DFF. Let's have a look at what you let's did prior it. to the draft. And I had a did a bit of research, and I'll tell you what, you didn't do much. You didn't do much at all. All you did was put. Bloody Joe Mixon on the trade block every four hours and try and was hoping that someone would have a nibble and guess who ended up having a nibble? The old trigger <laughs> finger old... himself. Camo. The great man, Camo. Camo had a nibble. Now, you've traded and then dropped him, yeah. So you've yeah, traded out Joe Mixon. And then dropped him. Gio Bernard, <laughs> a little sweetener in the deal. The 204 and the 206. And in return, got the 106, the 201, and a 2023 20, second. Now, that 106 actually turned into the 103, which was a pretty amazing achievement on the uh, lottery night. Ooh. But um, in totality, if we actually look at this, you've ended up, bringing in Trey Lance, Rondale Moore, who you took at the 201, and a 2023 second for giving away Joe Mixon, Gio Bernard, Elijah Moore, who was taken, and Trey Sermon. So 
Time will only tell, I suppose, as to who won out in that trade. But uh, early days, Stephos, pretty happy with that? Very happy with it. I uh, I got rid of Joe. I was just uh, I was just fed up with his injuries. Took him with my first pick in the uh, in the startup, and he gave me nothing. <laughs> so I said, Joe, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Put him on the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just sorry. I'm, I'm just imagining that exit interview between the two of you in the it office of um, the factory. Yeah, absolutely. with a mop in hand. He would have mopped him right out of there yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hey, hold. Yeah, mate. Did, did you end up finding your keys? <laughs> Bros, we're on a podcast. Take it offline. We're not. Uh, <laughs> we're not just having a chat, mate. Yeah, no, I was way. just going to say, because I heard you were also looking for your 2020 second first rounder. Oh, he's doing time. his own material. <laughs> <laughs> the old segue. The old two-line setup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That that actually hurts me. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, no, he's lost it. Loves a dad joke. Oh, good one. Good one, Hoddick. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, um, so... I flicked out Mick, Mixo, and I got in. Uh, I got in the one hundred and six, which ended up having the one hundred and three. Some might say I won Thanks. the uh, the lottery. Yeah, some might say, but some might also know you very well and know that it hurt your heart that Trevor Lawrence never ended up on your list. And typically, when we get guests on the episode, oh. Steph, you don't just repeat what we've told everyone. You you give us some context behind what you what you've done here. Well, I traded, <laughs> I traded out mixing, and oh, I wanted oh, to no. get back. Yeah, we to know. Keeny told me. Shut up, Hoddick. Let me talk. <laughs> wanted to get back early in the draft, which I did, and very early. Quarterback was something that I, I saw myself having a bit of a weakness with. I had one week I played with zero quarterbacks, so I went bang bang. That was a quarterback. Bold, quarterback. That was a bold week. You went in the zero QB strategy. Well, I think that's I think that's a segue, and this might be the quickest episode. I mean, guess we've had on the pod the way we're going, but let's talk about your rookie picks. Uh, one hundred two, Mister Zach Wilson correctly predicted on the mock draft. Do you have any thoughts on that mock draft? Firstly, Steph, with that pick, I was actually tempted to take uh, Trey Lance there just to <laughs> get, make you wrong, Hottie. That's all right, mate. You can swear on the pod. Yeah, I was going to say he's holding back. <laughs> Um, all right, the 103, it's been it's been talked cool. about a lot already on this little episode, but uh, Trey Lance there. The 112, Jalen Waddle, the little speedster. Now, the, the next one, there's some conjecture around this one, and we want to get your thoughts. The 201, Rondale Moore. Uh, and I'll just round it off quickly. The 408, a very nice little uh, sneaky tight end here from the horseshoe in Kylan Grayson. Um, but let's go back to this 201 before we get any draft strategy, overall thinking, if there ever is any in that head of yours. But the Rondale Moore pick, <laughs> there is some conjecture around the league that you have selected the incorrect Moore. Can you tell us, was it Rondale all the way or was Elijah Moore what you were supposed to do with that pick? No, it was Rondale Moore. I don't stuff up ever. <laughs> Mate, you've just spent the last 10 minutes telling us how Joe Mixon was your first pick and he did nothing for you. <laughs> what do you reckon you did there? Yeah, your QBs were in stride. 
<laughs> he wasn't talking to you, Chris. He's talking to the other two head scratches. You know, I've really just got to point out, like we're on Zoom right now and everyone's got their little, their names when they pop up and they talk. And, you know, we've got Ben Parker, Chris Kane, Brody Hoddy, and then we've got DFF strikes again with six exclamation marks. Six. <laughs> Sums him up. Oh, I missed that until now. That's amazing. Yeah, no, it was the right more, Hoddick. Rondale, Arizona. <laughs> was was there a temptation to stack up the gang green, mate, considering you took Zach Wilson? No, there was no temptation. I was taking two quarterbacks, then two skill position best availables. Well, Rondale Moore, speaking of the mock draft, was correctly predicted there. Confirm or deny that you picked off our mock draft? Deny. Why would I listen to you? Because <laughs> you do every week, you spatter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's keep this moving. Uh, all right, Steph, we we're trying to ben. obviously get some insight into that that melon of yours, but give us the lead up <laughs> to the draft. Your overall thinking, any strategies? What thoughts did you have leading in? Was it always going to be as straightforward as you made it, or were there some tough decisions to be made? I was always going to be quarterback, quarterback. I just wasn't sure which one. But uh, having Jimmy G sitting there, get another year out of him, get Trey Lance in the system, sitting behind him for a year, and I thought he could just come back, come back, come back in and start, and Jimmy G might get traded to another team and and also potentially be a starter. So I could have uh, four four starting quarterbacks there in uh, you know twenty twenty two. When you said you weren't sure which quarterbacks they were going to be, talk us through that because it was a pretty unanimous number one quarterback there that you still may have had some hopes for. But uh, are you saying that you weren't sure between Lance and um, – I always forget his name. Fields. Fields. What's he, Fields? What, what, yeah, Fields what, what were you in. getting that? Even, yeah, Fields was, Fields was open to pick three and so was, so was Mac Jones. Ooh. So we're all uh, – all getting tossed up around that pick. Very now, good. Now we've given Thayer some feedback about um, his trading up to pick five and taking half an hour to make a pick. Now, whilst you're saying you had all these thoughts of different QBs, that, you know, that might take him at three or I might take Lance, might take Fields. Mate, you've had two weeks to know that Trevor Lawrence was going first and you had picked two and three. Why did it take you over two hours to make two selections? Well, firstly, it was on my way to a porto. Get a porno? A porno. <laughs> Jeepers. <laughs> a piano? Ben Parker's lost it. Look at him up there in the top right. I can't see his pinhead behind the big mic. <laughs> it's, a, it's a podcast, Steph. They, they can't see me. You don't have to describe oh. what I am on the screen. <laughs> top right. Top right of your dial. And, um, so, off to a porto? Yeah, off to a porto, picked up a Bondi stack. Who the hell goes to any... a porto? I've never known of anyone. <laughs> any any... <laughs> any Coke Zero with that? Out of all the establishments, a porto. Any smoothies? Out <laughs> of Coke Zero. Yeah. So, but, you... Um... so, you went to a porto, you got the Bondi stacko <laughs> with a Coke Zero. Did you see Mixo there? <laughs> no, he wasn't there. He wasn't there, Mixo. Oh. But 
the real reason I was uh, I was just dotting the I's and crossing the T's, and I'll reiterate that. I said that two years all along, just making sure I took the right player. I reckon, yeah. I reckon you'd be one to uh, dot the T and cross the I just, just between us. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's outstanding. Um, now, Steph, you've obviously, Chris. you're an avid listener of the pod. I know that for a fact. And uh, Every week. Good to hear. Every week. Is there any truth to the st- time stamping rumor as well? What's the time stamping rumor? Well, Every time you just... Oh. When I, get, yeah, when I get a when I get a mention, I timestamp it. That would be bloody oath, I do. <laughs> yeah. Where do you stamp it to? <laughs> Never you mind, Hoddick. The now, back of the uh, toilet door, <laughs> next to the time tables, <laughs> <laughs> and the alphabet. Now, <laughs> what I was getting at, Steph, is uh, you've obviously heard our grapevine, heard it on the grape segment that we haven't had in the pod for a few weeks but um i've actually had some correspondence cross my desk earlier this week saying that there's been a a few people reach out to you about a few of your young running backs but your negotiation strategy is refusing every and any possible offer is this true well you're the only one that's come up come after one of my running backs. So you tell the story, mate. I'm asking you, is that your negotiation strategy? No, it's not. <laughs> this is and going well. This is going great. You're the only one that's come after one of the backs, mate. So I'm saying well, you I tell have, the story. Uh, evidence to suggest otherwise. I've heard a couple of other people have asked for him. But anyway, we can move along if you like. Would you like to enlighten me with who those people are? Because the messages weren't coming Mate, through. The grapevine stays on the grapevine. Yeah. And okay. Well, I'm t- telling you the grapevine's full of shit. Well, another segue from the grapevine <laughs> and what I was actually trying to get at, was there any trading activity at the DFF during the rookie draft? Now, whether that's you actually actively coming up to the 101 or any interest in the 102, 103 and any entertainment of those picks from your good self? I once asked Steve Mann the question about pick 105. Can you elaborate? elaborate? I was uh, potentially looking to trade up and get um, Najee Harris. (laughs) (laughs) Najee, whatever his name is. I, uh, another, I another extensive scouting the, report. I offered, I offered him the uh, 111. No, sorry, the 112 and the 201. Mm. Juicy. Was there a back and forth G. or was it a flat out no and that was it? It was actually a couple of weeks before the draft and he, wanted, and he said to me he wanted to see how the draft played out and he never got back to me. So nothing happened. So why, you, would, you wouldn't... Um... Kind of press the issue on that, would you? Didn't press the issue at all. He knew he knew what no uh, the offer was, and if he wanted to entertain, it, he would, would you have? Would you have done that, Steph? Would you have if you had um, if you had the one hundred and five? Would you trade it back for one twelve and two hundred and one? Not if he's offering I would have, I would the reverse. About it. <laughs> I, would, I would have thought about it. It's not a bad deal. No, it's just more of a psychologically charged. Oh, question. Put the plot. 
Put yeah. the players in. So what we're talking about, um, Chase, Jalen Waddle, and who was the two hundred one? Rondell, Rondell, Rondell Moore, Moore or Jamar, Jamar Chase for Chase. Ooh, I wasn't going to take Jamar Chase. You, you don't. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. okay. Yeah. I told you the hypothetical. Sorry. Who are you going to take? Najee Harris versus those two. Yeah, Najee. I was going to take Najee at the one hundred five versus Waddle and Moore. What do you like better? Correct. Doing nothing. <laughs> I'm happy with what I what, how how it all panned out, Hoddick. Of course you are. Of course you are. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to your favorite pick of the five and give us some content. Elaborate. Give us more than your thumbhead on the screen, please. <laughs> My favorite pick, uh, Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. I think uh <laughs> Just that cannon arm. The last, the last time someone flew that high up the draft boards with with the, with the same arm strength was Mahomes. So I think I've got a special yeah. special talent That's there. Good correlation, Mr. Hoddick. Can I ask, what does BYU stand for? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> There's your scouting one hundred and one. <laughs> Bring him, young uni mate. Get to know your players. Shut up, Hottie. Hey, Steph. Did you ever, <laughs> did you really, did you want Trevor Lawrence at any stage? Like, was there any active efforts to at least ask the question at all? No, there was never Why an active not? effort to ask. Because I, I know that I would have been overpaying to get him. How, and I had two good quarterbacks. In, uh-huh. How do you know if you never ask the I, question? I just know. How? Because I think Ben Park is not stupid enough to. Uh, he would have. I think he would have wanted the two and the three for the one. But you never asked him. No, I didn't. I didn't need to because I knew. <laughs> Best. Some fantastic like Carl Pilkington. <laughs> Some amazing insight going on right here. Carl Pilkington. Let's let's round out this insight. Give us <laughs> your sleeper pick out of all your picks here. What, which which player are you thinking is and is, is it going to be Zach Wilson, <laughs> no, favorite and sleeper at the same uh, time? The big, the big the big tight end out of uh, Indianapolis. There, forgot oh, his name, Island. but he looks promising. He's <laughs> <laughs> sleeping on him so much. So you don't sleepy. Even know his name. Granson, Granson, Grayson. It is actually. Um, I thought it was Granson as well, but we've uh, we've got Grayson in the notes, so let's go with that. Oh. It is yeah, Granson. Well, what um, what what do you like about him, Steph? Because I also have some uh, uh, some investment in the tight end room in Indianapolis, also known as Mo Ali Cox, Gigantor. Uh, who do you well, reckon? Think... Who do you reckon's winning that uh, tight end one? Well, it doesn't. Um, I think Cox will be winning that, but Granson. Uh... Carson Wentz likes that two tight end set, so I think he'll get some uh, some minutes. Yeah, can very, he be? Um... No, sorry, go, you go, Ken. I was just going to say, can he be as good as Cole Komet, the second coming? Uh, Cole Komet's going to break out this year, boys. I thought he did last year, mate. What do you mean? Well, you, you were going on about how he's the next Gronkowski. <laughs> he is the next Gronkowski. What did Gronkowski do in year one? Uh, probably caught ten touchdowns. He did, no. he, he did catch 10 touchdowns. Ooh. 
He's well armed. Very good. No, I've, I've got a serious question for you. What? Actually, no, Ben, you asked the question first. No, no, I was going to round this off because it's going nowhere, but you... It's been interesting, if nothing else. Um, in all seriousness, Steph, there, Matty Mack is a big believer of the DFF and he's got it on record yeah. as, as being so. And he actually said to me a few weeks ago that he thinks you are a smoky to win the league. Do you think you can win it? I'm a smoky, definitely a smoky. I reckon. Uh, I reckon I might be a year or year or two off from the uh, the old chip on the finger, the ring. We like to call that one, Hottie. Mm-hmm. Know all about him. Especially with uh, <laughs> your first round pick next year, he's going to come in and blossom. <laughs> <laughs> well we've already had Jim come on a Tuesday night so no more coming from you thank you alright well, no worries mate mate you've come on you've you've given us a straight mate, bat have you, enjoyed the, have you enjoyed my company tonight boys? Oh, let me let round me. the shit off before you start <laughs> <laughs> you keep that shit up I haven't enjoyed your company uh <laughs> Played a straight bat for a lot of answers there. You've kind of just repeated the question in most cases. I will just point out there was some uh, some fantastic optimism that you could have four starting QBs by next year. I, I love the optimism there. Um, also like the honesty at the end there of uh, thinking that it's probably not your year this year, but but you like the hope for next year. Uh, this is your chance, mate. You've, you've come on. You've answered all these questions. You've stood up to those. This is your chance to have the DFF final word. What will it be? I will be a champion within the next three years. And I said that at the corner bar when we're all there and you all laughed at me. Timestamp this one, Hoddick. What I will timestamp is the poor bloke that had to interview you and give you a job. I'm sure he doesn't have any idea why he did that. (laughs) Because this was a snapshot into the interview we went nowhere for how many minutes, Ben? Uh, we're at 21 now. I could not be more excited to get Camo on this episode. <laughs> DFF, over and out. <laughs> Signed himself off. Thank fuck. The first person to do that. And with some JT tunnel vision right there, we could be referring to none other than uh, the general manager of the San Diego Demons, Michael Cummins. How are you, buddy? Boys, thanks for having me. Up and about. You are most certainly welcome. Absolute some tunnel vision. Pleasure. Absolute. How many uh, Chargers players are you up to now? Have you lost count? Uh, yeah, three starters. I know that. Not sure how many other pieces there are on, on there. Now, Camo, as my biggest rival in this league, it's bloody good to see you on here. First question, though. Oh, I thought Papa was, had taken over. No, let's not be silly. Um, All right. But first call of order. Have you left your phone in the car? Can we get through 20 minutes of an episode <laughs> without you entertaining any of those slippery digits of yours? 
I've got my work phone and personal phone and laptop all here, all ready and waiting. It's a lot of. If anyone wants to send me an offer, a lot of devices. It is a lot. Jeez. I feel like uh, I feel like Camo is the type of bloke that wouldn't roll with the do not disturb in the middle of the night, just in case something pops in to his inbox. You know me too well, Kenny. And how long has it been since you've got a good night's sleep, mate? A <laughs> long time. Sound you just bang. <laughs> Straight up, never know what it could be. Breaking news, an offer, who knows? On the go. What's um? What exactly is straight up in the middle of the night? <laughs> oh boy! Depends who's on the table, I suppose. Jeepers. What, <laughs> what table? <laughs> Jesus! Oh, well, which, as we know, trade Taz likes to sleep on it. <laughs> True. Just likes to sleep on it. Camo <laughs> likes to get up on the table. Oh, the irony of it too with Deshaun Watson as his starting quarterback. Come on, leave Deshaun. Leave Deshaun out of it because yes. he happens to be the only player Please. you still have on your roster from the startup draft. Yeah. Well, we'll get a real to that. mood killer. Uh, as a segue, because, mate, we were trying to do what we do with every other team where we start with what are some drafts you've done prior to uh, what are you, some trades you've done even prior to the rookie draft we couldn't even put them all on here because we added up the total you have done 15 trades since the last season finished and came to an end and 30 waiver wire transaction and we all have a feeling that that's not coming to an end anytime soon do you ever uh, are you ever going to be satisfied with your team or are you just going to constantly just be trading and that's how you get satisfaction in this league. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a good point. I mean, look, I do look at my team and I like it, but it could always be better. And the way for that to occur is generally through trading. How long do you like your team for? <laughs> a day and a half. <laughs> I would love I to actually, have those yeah. trades timestamped to see how yeah, quickly they happen after the each turnover. other. turnover. I actually think he's a man on a mission this year in 2021. I think he's a little done a few moves that have suggested it's chips in for Camo this year. Um, and as we've kind of touched on, we normally like to keep these podcast interviews to a crisp 20 to 30 minutes. But wow, we have we got some uh, trades to get through with you. So we'll, have, we'll we've identified identified a few of the more important ones. Yep. I think. Um, look, we could we could talk about how that you. Um, Traded out Josh Kelly and then traded him back in about two hours later. But um, we might skip over that. In fact, we might actually touch on it to start with. <laughs> the first trade was adding Zach Ertz and Adam Thielen into the team. Uh, hot, I think this was with you, getting Debo Samuel, Joshua Kelly, and a 2022nd, second even. A lot of twos there. Um, I'll get you to touch on these in totality maybe at the end. Yep. So we'll just, we'll just race through a few of these ones. You traded in Baker Mayfield, the 207 and the 208 um, for J.K. Dobbins, which was another big one. All of these are pretty significant. Traded in Odell Beckham Jr., so a little Cleveland stack there via trade with a 2023 third for Dante Pettis, the 204 and the 208. So you really did mix and match your, uh, your, your trades and your draft capital in this one. Then you went ahead and, and traded in Noah Fant, for Austin Hooper, Devin Singletary, the 111 and the 207. 
Then you traded in Austin Eckler and a 2023 second for the 108 and a 2023 first. But the big one, I've been saving it. And this was enormous when it happened and still quite frankly is. Brought in the love child, the main man, the goat, as you suggest, big Justin Herbert that also added the 103 and the 205. But at what price? The price was Patrick Mahomes. Now, maybe touch on that last one first. How did it all go down? Who was initiating it? And I've got a feeling it might have been you because you're a massive Herbert man. But uh, obviously to get him, you have to give up something pretty special. Yeah, for sure. So I think I first hit up Ben probably 15 seconds after he drafted Herbert back in (laughs) June or July last year. And it was fairly consistent. They'd probably just check in every week just to see how Ben was, see what I could do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, eventually, I think it was early January, um, we finally came to an arrangement, which I think benefited both parties, and we got the deal done. Um, I was always going to get him, that was for sure, but I just didn't want to, you know, sell, sell my soul to do so. So... Unfortunately, the second best quarterback in the league had to make way. <laughs> so a, a man that can pull off a trade like no other, how did it take you six months to master this with Ben? Like, What's Ben doing that dragged this out so long? That oh, you, uh... Yeah, I wouldn't say it was Ben's fault. It's probably more my fault, to be honest. Um, it was just trying to work because it was obviously going to be a relatively – would be a blockbuster of a deal to get done. So it wasn't something either of us were going to rush to. I certainly wanted him, but I also didn't want to massively overpay for him. So it was a bit of to and fro, but eventually it became clear that only way Ben was going to trade him was with Mahomes involved. Um, and so from there, obviously it took me a while to work out how that would look. And we made the deal. And uh, so yeah. given your given your interest was 15 seconds after the draft, yeah, uh, it's a questionable tactic letting Herbert gain as much value as possible <laughs> throughout the whole year that to the point where you had to part with the best player in fantasy. Talk us through your tactic there. Yeah, that's a really good point in hindsight. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, no worries, right? I still don't think he's actually reached his peak value. So we might look back at this in six, seven, eight years' time when I've got four titles to my name and Herbert is the four-time MVP, Super Bowl winning superstar of the league and you might have me on this podcast telling me what a bargain I got. So, long way to go. Never judge a trade too early. No, that's right. Now, Kamo, did you ever go down the kind of side hustle path? Like, was there any, any meat trays delivered to Ben or any flowers, something on the side uh, just to, I, to get it. I'm very big on the uh, sanctity of uh, fantasy football and not involving outside resources, purely just trades the, for the, the two parties involved. Nothing outside the books, that's for sure. Now, um, before we move on to what you actually did in the draft, just in totality, I mean, you look at, Yes, you lost Mahomes and you've lost a few other nice pieces. Debo Samuel's a nice piece. J.K. Dobbins is a nice piece. But 
in totality, you've gained Herbert, Austin Eckler, Noah Fant, Odell Beckham, Baker Mayfield, Zach Ertz, and Adam Thielen. And Joe, that is, and Joe Mixon. If you, and Joe Mixon, yeah, sorry, because we did that trade before with um, with Steph yep. on the pod. Yep. So um, if you look at all of that put together, I know your team's trans, transformed a lot, but gee whiz, you've got some good depth now, I reckon. And I reckon, um, you know, you've, you've bought in an... Bought in a lot of nice pieces in the off season, and as, as I said at the top, I just think you're you're ready to roll in 2021. Going to be hard to beat. Thank you, Kenny. I appreciate that. Um, to be honest with you, I don't really have a uh, plan of attacking 2021. It's just more I just want to trade. That's pretty much it. So whether I win this year, next year, the year after, whenever, but as long as yeah, the trades are going through. That's the main thing. Well, it's only going to be two of the next three years because the DFS promised us one ring in the next three. But um, really, yeah, really, nice. Yeah, yeah. he's um, on. Can we bet against him on that? <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. But Kenny, I don't Kenny, know any bookies that would be willing to put that bet in. There. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Kenny, you listed off some high-profile players traded into Camo's squad. What you left off was the trading out of Josh Kelly and then Josh Kelly back in. So you have to include him as the stars that have landed in Camo squad. Can you talk us through that one, Camo? Uh, you've obviously thought, oh, he's he's not worthy enough of the spot. And then you've done a 180. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really explain that. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't. I can. He's a Chargers player. <laughs> no, I, can't, I can't defend my actions. Cannot. That's all right. Well, um, let's see if you can defend these rookie picks for us. So I've lost track of what you had and where it all went, but you've ended up on the day with the 203, um, Rashad Bateman, nice receiver um, off to Baltimore there. The 302, Kyle Trask, we'll come back to that one. The 303, Dwayne Eskridge, a really nice slot receiver there for the Seahawks. And the 403, which is a pick that I was hoping would slip right through to the free agency, but Tommy Tremble, I think, is a nice tight end there for Carolina. Has there been any interest from one Michael Papagiris in Kyle Trask? <laughs> no, quite the opposite. As uh, he's a man of his word, he was on this pod- very podcast last week and uh, declared that he wasn't interested, and I can confirm that's the case. <laughs> How can I've, you confirm uh, that? What did you do? I've off, <laughs> offered him Trask for half a Mars bar and a packet of chips, and he said no. <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, I had I tried Steph in the last segment with the grapevine uh, question, and he gave me absolute donuts. But I'm going to ask you. There's been some whispers on my grapevine that uh, there was a charger involved in that Kyle Trask deal now uh, is that were you trying to trade trust for another charger uh True there was false? a bit of back and forth and yeah oh, one may have been it. may have yes. been thrown into the mix <laughs> gonna be a very high scoring offense i want, want every piece be. i can get you hope so yeah i certainly would <laughs> you have well and truly invested in fantasy and real life i would Oh, dearie, mate. And we'll just quickly touch on uh, what you did post-draft as well. So traded in Javante Williams and Juju Smith-Schuster, um, effectively for McLaurin and a future third, 2023 third, um, was kind of the net result. Um, do you want to talk us through that from your point of view? Yeah. So I sent Kenny a trade offer 
and probably within 24 hours or so, I got a counter and I thought this, this is in, great. Just in the last 24 hours or? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> at the time. And I got a counter off the back. I'm like, oh, this is great. This will just be like maybe an additional pick swap or something to my very reasonable offer that I sent him to begin with. And I open up the app, check it out. It's just completely different to what I sent him. Like not one player from the original offer is included in, in Keeney's <laughs> counter offer in inverted commas. So anyway, it, uh, it threw me because um, I had zero interest in getting rid of McLaurin. But uh, looking through it all, big fan of Javante. Wanted to get him in the squad. So eventually we uh, came to an arrangement to, to see that go through. I like uh, that you just touched on there that you wanted to get Javante into your squad. But just having a look here at the picks you traded out, at some point you've had the 103, <laughs> the 108, and the 111. And the 106. The 204. The, yes, I mean, the 106 is in there as well. There, there were a lot of opportunities, it's fair to say, to have got him into your, your list there. But yeah. you did it via yeah. trade, which is probably your style at the end of the day. Exactly right. Um, whenever I had those picks, I still wanted him, but the draft was a while away and I thought, I'm not here to count spiders. I just want to trade. So I traded those picks away thinking that if ever I wanted to get him, I could eventually get him back via trade, as you said. So why not? Well, I um, I, I don't like to count all fuck spiders. But, um, <laughs> but just to give the listeners an insight, just to give the listeners an insight into the world of a full-time trader that Camo is, I, I distinctly recall this being a Tuesday afternoon, early afternoon, and he said, Kenny, I'm just going to have to pour myself a whiskey and have a think about it before <laughs> I pull the trigger. With McLaurin involved. This is, what, yep. this is what full-time trading does to a man, but, <laughs> but it also sums you up beautifully. <laughs> Once again, guilty as charged on that. That was very true. I didn't need to for the uh, Josh Kelly for a fourth rounder trade, but I did when Terry was involved. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just a nip. Dram. Yeah. Is there any truth to uh, the rumors out there that you are now known as the Gordon Gecko of the EDL <laughs> uh, trading that you do? Well, no one's called me that uh, personally, but I don't mind that. I'm happy to roll with it if anyone wants to get that going. You could get a T-shirt made up. I was just going to say, I might get some merch. <laughs> Speaking of, no one can see this, but you've, you're donning the uh, San Diego Chargers, or not the San Diego Chargers even, the San Diego Demons merch right oh. now, wearing a hat. Uh, loving the new merch there. There's more on the way, isn't there? There is. There is. Also got the EDL logo, as you can see, proudly representing. So It's looking good. Good times. You're... Um... You're making the comparison to Gecko there, Ben, but Camo, has anyone ever told you you have a striking res- resemblance to Leisure Suit Larry? I don't know who that is, but coming from you, I'm sure it's not going to be a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Let me Google it. Let me tell you, he doesn't <laughs> run a lot. Oh, well, that's a bad start. Real bad start. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a nice coincidence because... Leisure suit Larry also liked to have his hands in everything that you oh, do with your slippery fingers. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, that's that's oh. extraordinary. 
All right, mate, let's get back to the draft. Let, yeah, please do. Thoughts. Please do. This could be one of the longest answers possible because we want to know the lead up to the draft, your thinking, <laughs> yep. your strategy. There's a shitload of stuff that you did prior to the draft. So I don't know how you could even try and answer this in one go, but give it your best shot. Yeah, for sure. So as I've kind of specified earlier, I really don't have a strategy when it comes to Dynasty. I'm just trying to improve my team each and every day. Um, whether that's short-term, long-term, any term you want to look at, that's all I want to do is improve the squad. So, um, and the other thing I probably do look at is I'm happy to trade away picks and get the players back later. So, because you just never know how the draft's going to pan out and who's going to be available at your pick. Um, so I prefer the certainty of a player, similar sort of to what Manny was saying uh, a couple of weeks ago when he was on. So, Really, all I did was just trade as often as I could leading up to the draft. And then once I was on the clock, I was just stoked that Bateman uh, fell through to me. So those happy days. And then after that, I just took best player available um, to slot them onto the taxi squad and hopefully gain some value and trade them away. No. <laughs> Very good, mate. Now we've um, we've mentioned the fact that you do don't you don't mind a trade. Now at the two hundred three, as you said, you're hoping Rashad Bateman got there. Was there any temptation, as I'm sure there would have been, just to to move up the order at some point in this draft? I know you those itchy fingers just to move up into the first round. Anything there? Was there any offers? Uh, no, not uh, not leading up to the draft. Um, one, because I think I made a few trades earlier, but then the fan trade was the last one, um, which kind of pushed me out of the first round. Um, and the 203 was my earliest pick. So once I didn't really have the capital, I didn't try and uh, trade back in. And it was a good result in the end, so I didn't, didn't really need to. Got Bateman and, so Bateman, and Javante in the Bateman end. was the one. Yeah. Bateman was the one for you. And was there so if he was gone, was it still wide receiver or was there was there something else? Um, no, so I had yeah, Bateman was my wide receiver three. So I would have taken him at the one twelve if that's where I was selecting. Um if Bateman was gone, then it would have been Trey Sermon, most likely. He was who I uh, had mm. had next. Um and the other wide receivers were all okay as well. Um, I just figured that there was a drop-off after Bateman. So rather than taking a punt on a wide receiver, I thought I'd just lock in a bit more of the earlier, um, like the value increase, which a running back can have. So, yeah, if Bateman was gone. Sermon was who I was going to take at the 203. Was um, Elijah Moore, was he 204? Uh, yeah, I think he did go to the pick yep. after me, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Don't um, mind him either. They're all okay. Well, who out of the four, I think, you know, you've confessed your love for um, Bateman, but is he your favourite pick of the four or is there anyone else here that you really yeah. like? Yeah, no, it's certainly the Bateman pick. That's definitely my favourite. It's my favourite pick. I could still even count him as the sleeper pick because I still don't think he's rated as highly as he should be. Um, so, yeah, it's by far my favourite pick. And is, sure. is this rating um, his college production or what you foresee in the Baltimore offence? It's just he passed the eye test through college. And then um, I'm not as put off by the landing spot as uh, some others would be. Um, I think everyone finds their level. Um, and so I just think he'll demand the ball and 
happy days. Well, they are starting up for a, an alpha. a Lamar trade right now. Mm. <laughs> Hit me up, Ben, anytime. You kind of touched on it there, and, and I don't know what you're going to answer here, but uh, your sleeper pick, is it going to be Rashad or are you going to pick one of the Yeah, no, it will be. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Just based on what I said earlier, I don't think he's valued as high as he as he should be. And I think he's going to far outperform projections. So he'd be the sleeper pick for sure. Very nice. Well, time will tell uh, with a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of things that we're going to be monitoring to see how they pan out for you that you've done in this off season. And I have a feeling it's not going to be the, the end of it there as well. Well, funny you should say that Ben, because uh, dry July is coming up. It's when everyone, you know, has a chance to give up their vice and I can let the podcast know. I will not be sending out any trade offers during the month of July. Ooh. Will you be accept- accepting them though? Certainly will be accepting if any come my way. But <laughs> so does a counter be... to a trade sent your way count? Or I've not? thought about this. I've thought about it. Um, <laughs> I love it. it. I think a reasonable counter is <clears throat> fine, but I won't be doing a keeny counter of completely like just deleting the first offer and resending eight different players that weren't involved in the first offer. We will be on Camo Watch for all of July by the sounds of it. So uh, Let's see if I can do it. If you have a trade initiated by the great man, you need to send that in. Call me out for my own Uh, benefit. We'll keep it as a running Trade is unanimous. (laughs) Sounds good, guys. Well, I don't know what what content we're going to have in July to do any pods, so we might have to have the month off. Camo's... uh, (laughs) On strike. Oh, in a hibernation. Oh. All right, mate. Well, we better wrap it up here. So before we go, is there any sort of uh, any shade you want to throw on any of your fellow league mates? Any final thoughts that you want to give? This is the floor. It's, it is yours. Thank you. I uh, should have prepared something knowing that this question was coming up. But no, I think the only thing I'd sort of say is any danger of someone sending me a trade request. Like, I feel like I'm the one dishing out majority of the offers. It'd be uh, nice to uh, receive an offer or two. Was Josh Kelly good enough? <laughs> That's true, actually. That was a good offer by you. So there's one. But yeah, apart from that, hit me up. KJ guys. Hill. That's That was a drunk Bucks Day trade <laughs> that I immediately regretted and dropped him. <laughs> Could have had that third rounder back, actually. Pretty sure I made um, several free agent acquisitions and immediately sent them to you in a trade. So you did. not sure this is a one-way street. You think it is, Camo? I think you're just lost in this whole take it one transaction at a time life you live. It's interesting that he's, uh, his dry July is actually sending out trade offers, but I'm concerned if you, you actually don't do a proper dry July with alcohol and that's when the trade offers might start. <laughs> no way. You bevo. You looks. Can't give. No way, mate. You traded Kylan Hill for a third rounder like yeah, but I'm, four, four I'm months ago. I... What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's guilty, but I can't be giving up <laughs> alcohol for July. Be at the, yeah, be at the G man. cheering on the D's at some stage, and I need a beer for that. So, <laughs> But trading's where, I, where I'm, what I'm going to give up. So let's see how we go. <laughs> I'm, wor- I'm worried for you, mate. <laughs> I can I can see way too many loopholes in this, like you texting someone, "Hey, this is the trade I want. Do you want to send it through to me?" I didn't even thought of that. No, nah, that that that'll that'll be a breach. No, nah, can't be doing that. You said you have about three phones sitting on your desk there. Maybe a burner phone. Two phones, three. Start laptops, sending yeah. trades. 
<laughs> Stop himself. giving me ideas. <laughs> All right, we have to. Uh, we'll have to wrap it up there, mate. But uh, we look forward to seeing if you can live up to your end of the bargain there as July approaches. Time will only tell. It will be a fascinating watch. Uh, we look forward to it. But thanks for jumping on the pod and being part of tonight, mate. Much appreciated, guys. Thanks for having me. Keep up the great work on the uh, podcast. And good to have you back, Brody. I thought you were done for, but nice to have you on. I'm arguably done, mate. I am hungry. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks mate. And there we have another podcast in the books. Camo's just off. He doesn't fucking want to stick around for this shit. <laughs> no, I don't blame Go him. On. Uh, He's hungry. Heard hungry for a from the Sunny Weaver Junior Division there. Some very interesting characters on. Some very interesting insight. It's been a great uh, sort of rounding off of all the divisions. It's been great to have everyone on the pod over the last few weeks. Um, even though in all the different states that we've had people on. It's been excellent to see. Any uh, final thoughts, Keeney? I like, well, it's, this is a new segment we got. <laughs> she whiz. Now, nah, look, uh, a, a much more respectable division tonight, no doubt. A fair contrast to what we witnessed last Sunday morning, I tell you, <laughs> I tell you what. But, uh, boys, we're actually not that far away from some pre-season action mm. it'll be here before you know it and with that said i think our next pod we might be starting to do a, a bit of a season preview so looking forward to that well when we do have a next pod let's let's try not to have it on a sunday morning you just never know what happens on saturday nights especially post lockdown people get a little bit antsy you know a little bit crazy but um it was uh great to be back with you boys doing what we love and um, a few good guests, actually two good guests and one horrendous one, um, <laughs> which is a true reflection of this division. You just don't know what you'll get with the Sunny Weaver. But on that note, I do love this division. It, it's got a lot of character. We might not have the success this year. Who knows? But to the best division in the EDL podcast over and out. Thanks, Banjo. Oi, 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 oi.